are live and in living color. Uh, it is lightning round, of course, powered by Fantasy Alarm. I am Kevin Tompkins. To my right on the screen, Brett Flynn. To the lower part of your screen, Mr. Andrew Cooper, the freshly married Andrew Cooper, who will be yes. leaving us uh, for numerous weeks while he goes in uh, backpacks with a bunch of Sherpas around the European countryside. Uh, Brett and Coop, uh, I'm sorry, Mr. Cool, how you doing? Married now, dude. Can't have any fun. So this dude. is why I have fun now. You see it right here? What's that? That's bullshit. Sellers and I had more fun after we got married than we did before we were married. So, Well, if I was married that- to Sellers, it would be a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Brit, Brit's, uh, Kate, my, my, my new wife, the beautiful Kate Rose Cooper, she kept her name. She did a little Rose Cooper as the last name. I That's beautiful. My own last name, yeah. It's my I you almost, I almost Rose went Cooper? Rose Cooper. I thought about it, dude. Andy Rose Cooper, what's up? But no, I decided to keep it Andy Coop Cooper. The way we've had, we've had it Coop this whole time, dude. Mister Scampers in the house. What up, dude? Yeah. So yeah, I feel the same, except I have this thing on my hand, but I'm getting used to it. There you go. It's a be- it's a beautiful thing. Uh but Britt, uh the reason we are late, uh Britt was on fire. Like almost literally on fire. Almost literally. So I like to take a little nap. Um especially I've <laughs> just been very tired and had a couple of, you know, chiropractic adjustments and some things going on. And so I was like, I'm going to take a nap before I get on the stream. So my sweet husband, love you, Chris Sellers. I didn't wake up for my alarm because I'm the worst waking up from tiny naps cooped by a rose. That is the <laughs> hashtag. Oh my God, scampers. That, that is one. That was that not it. the official she, wedding hashtag? She had some long, she had some, so we actually, our first, First song was to guess by Rose, obviously. Had but she had some like long Instagram hashtag that was like Coop got the final rose or something like that. Because it's a bachelor <laughs> reference. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really on the I'm not on I'm not on those Instagram streets, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm so more, anyway, I'm sorry, Brett. Like, no, 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 no. Around, y'all are, combing around the Reddit streets. Y'all are good. Um, so obviously didn't wake up with my alarm, was laying on the couch and woke up and sellers was like I said, why didn't you wake me up? What happened? And he goes, well, I just thought you needed to sleep more. And I said, no, I needed to get ready for this podcast. So I put my house shoes on and I bumped this extension cord. Um, It apparently was a little bit compromised with whatever we had. It sparked and caught on fire. (laughs) Um, I stomped the fire out in the carpet and that alone was alarming enough. And then I was like, okay, everything's good. Like nothing else is on fire. And then the power went out about 10 minutes later. And I was like, oh my God is like, do we have an electrical fire? Like within the walls, I had sellers. I was like, please call the fire department, call them and see if we need to call them and get like our house checked, whatever. And his response, classic sellers, what do you want me to call? 1-800-FIRE-DEPARTMENT? What's happening? And I was like, no, just call our local fire department that causes the dogs to go off when the sirens go by. They're literally down the street. Just call them and ask them. 
apparently the power had gone out in this entire block of town. So it was not us that caused it, nor anything wrong with our house. Um, but it did cause a few technical difficulties, which was great for my anxiety and trying to get on the stream on time. But um, yeah, here we are. So so you just happened to click, hit this thing and then the the it was just coincidental. That's what the fire department said. I'm sticking with what they said. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Coop, Coop had got married. The sparks were flying. Britt stepped on a cord. The sparks were flying. That's what um, happened here, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was we're wild. All, we're all I'm, fired up over here. I'm not going to lie. My anxiety is probably a 12 out of 10, but you know, nothing stops the lightning house. That's what lightning's all about. Right. So yeah. you said the, t- <laughs> the takes are going to be hotter than ever this evening. Exactly. We're not, we're not going to be burning down any houses, but um, we will do all we can do within the legal limit. Uh, one quick shout out uh, to friend of the show. Uh, of course, Mr. Jameson Tyone, uh, who is uh, just got pulled from game one of the uh, ALCS four and a third innings, uh, four hits, one earned, uh, no strikeouts, but uh, kept the Yankees in it. So uh, we're all pulling for you, my friend. Uh, still one one. Uh, actually, Verlander just struck out uh, a batter. So we are going into the bottom of the six in Houston. Uh, but anyway, uh, let's as get crazy into some- as crazy as it sounds as a Patriots fan. I mean, as a New England fan, a Red Sox fan, like I hate I do hate the Astros. I truly do. I dislike them and the Yankees strongly. And I do hate the Yankees. But the fact that I've I've now met Jameis down on this show. Between the two of them, at least the Yankees aren't like admitted cheaters. You know what I mean? So right. for this one game. While this while the score is one one and Tyone gets a bit of credit, I will root for the Yankees this one time. Wow. I told I that's told Kevin I've hated the Astros since the uh Dodgers World Series, where they just absolutely cheated and they are garbage and should have their ring taken away. But that's a story for a different time. You want me to give you another reason? Ani Koopy, monster Dodgers fan. There go. I, if I needed another reason to love Auntie Koopy. <laughs> Unless you need another let's reason. Let's go. <laughs> big Dodgers fan. Big time. Just rack just rack up the reasons. I mean, we are uh and Mr. Scampers, uh big time Dodger fan too. So there you go. And did I it mention that all... Alex Bregman's a loser? But uh, anyway, this is a football no, but, show. But nobody. Yeah. Let's uh let's talk a little football, uh, shall we? Uh, first of all, uh, lots happened in six weeks, uh, stuff we could predict stuff. We can't predict. Um, what are, I'll, I'll ask one of you. Um, also hi, Wendy, uh, in the chat, Love uh, Wendy. hi, everybody in the chat. We certainly appreciate every single one of you. Uh, JL Albert, uh, Chris Sellers, of course, uh, Mr. Scampers, of course, in here every week, uh, along with pretty much everybody else that we see here. Um, after six weeks, I mean, just the things that we cannot predict that that's happened. Uh, I'll go with either Britt or uh, Coop, whoever wants to go first. But just something that's happened that who saw that coming? Well, I go. I got an easy one, dude. New York Giants, hottest team in football, hottest team in the league, unstoppable. Probably have the coach of the year in Brian Dable. I mean, I don't know. He he just has the magic. 
You know, and once he gets a couple good players, which of which he has only like two, Brian Dable could once again get it done. Five and one. The same record as his former team, Buffalo Bills. Who's better? Giants, Bills? Nobody knows. Impossible to tell. No, point. and and Dayball is doing this with a shell of a receiving core. Also, yeah, I mean, like like making Daniel Bellinger a thing, which I mean, I know that we were high on several rookie tight ends, which we'll talk about later. But I don't think anybody really thought that Bellinger was going to be one of the hottest. And then you factor in that Sterling Shepard got hurt, that Kenny Galladay is a complete non-factor, and then. Darius Slayton and Kadarius Tony have been non-factors. Like he's doing this with like Devin Sills. I mean, just all kinds of craziness and their defense, you know, they lost Kayvon Thibodeau for the first few weeks. I mean, it's not even the entirety of what the giants could and can be. So yeah, as a Cowboys fan, I have to completely agree with you. I did not see the Giants, you know, having a better record than Dallas does at this point in the season. It's insane. My my favorite part about it is, though, is that, like, Vegas is like, nah, these guys are frauds. And this week they have the Jaguars as favorites over them. But, hey, maybe they're not frauds. Maybe they are. I don't know. know, Yeah, like nobody buys the Giants. I'll tell you what, the, the best trash talk of all time, undefeated trash talk scoreboard right it really is though there's there's nothing that beats just dropping a hey scoreboard like that you can't beat it dude (laughs) so when you're five and one dude uh, giants fans out there i encourage you take a quick lap around and drop a scoreboard on everybody before you get crushed by the jaguars this weekend because it's fun (laughs) to be five and one right so enjoy it right yeah like nobody buys the giants but yet they still keep winning which is just a complete microcosm of just encapsulation of 2022, like in itself, like fantasy scoring is uh, down across the board. Uh, some people will have you believe 22% without any visualization on that. Uh, but the actual percentage is about 10 to 11%, um, you know, which is, I'm not going to go into that, that whole hornet's nest, but still, uh, yeah, giants are just absolutely wild uh, with what they're doing with who they're doing it with. Like we know Saquon Barkley's a stud. Daniel Jones has to throw to, you know, Kroger, uh, grocery baggers and Wandale Robinson and uh, uh, excuse me. security guard don't, Daniel Bellinger. Put don't some take res- a dump on Wandale. Put, put some, some respect, respect on. put put some respect on his name. His name is Wandale Hogginson. <laughs> Absolute hog dude. Probably his brother is TJ Hogginson. Probably had the best fifteen snap game that anyone's had all season. I well, mean, because put some respect on involved. OJ Howard's name. Ooh, that's true, dude. Well, but <laughs> Dayball, OJ, OJ Hogwarts, OJ Hogwarts, OJ Hogwarts. Oh rest in peace, rest in peace, Hagrid had an absolute monster six route run game to start the season with two touchdowns. So, but I, I mean, know. we knew that Wandell was going to be a thing because we were hearing the beat reporters saying that Brian Dayball literally loved him and wanted to put him everywhere over the, the field. Drums. He just got hurt a little bit and wasn't able to play. I think that this past week he was on a snap count, but he made the damn most with those snaps that he got. 
And I think that this is a sign of things to come. I think Wandale is going to be an incredibly valuable asset for the Giants going forward. And as someone who drafted him on a joint own team, which <laughs> Howard Bender said, I am not a fan of. And I was like, no, I'm going to take Wandale. I'm kind of stoked that this is finally coming to fruition. You love to see it. It's happening. Yep. It's happening. It's the Michael Scott get like you. Not as it's not as good a waiver ad as Taekwon Thornton, but second best. Yeah, which we're by the way, Coop, we're going to get him for like one hundred and seventy nine dollars, I think. Uh, one hundred and seventy nine million is what he's worth. Yeah, exactly. Fast, um, I remember on draft night, you were so mad. You fast were so mad. On I was like, night. who is this dude? Yeah. <laughs> I was also I was also pretty drunk. So you have to, you have to factor that in. <laughs> That yes, that is always factored in. Um, for me, uh, it seems like it's a take I keep rolling back to, uh, and a joke I keep rolling back to every week. The Atlanta Service Academy, uh, run by the ghost of Paul Johnson, who wants to apparently run the next step as the triple option in uh, Atlanta. Look, with all these weapons, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, you would have thought that you know maybe uh, Desmond Ritter would have gotten in by now to be able to at least see if Desmond Ritter can be a thing in this league. And right now, almost to the detriment, like Jacob Sanderson put out a really good tweet about the Atlanta Falcons and how, um, you know, he's not, he didn't explicitly say Atlanta Falcons are sabotaging like their franchise by winning right now, or by at least being competitive, but you can make an allusion to that. You know, just the fact that Mark, what is Marcus Miner? What does Marcus Mariota do for this team besides lower their draft stock to be able to improve their team all around? I'm telling like, you, right, away snaps the, from Algier. I'm telling you guys, dude, get all hooked, go get all hung up on rookie fever. We had Dio Ledbetter on the FYF morning show, and he said these they are fully committed to attempting the Marcus Mariota reclamation project. They are on board to the point where they didn't they only took Ritter because he was there in the third round. So, you know, the beat writers there, the guys close to the team, they seem to be fully on board with Marcus Mariota, the cutting off your nose to spite your face. The NFC player of the week, Marcus Mariota, might I add. Like I've been NFC player of the week. That doesn't that's like might as well talk about Pro Bowls. You, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota, all mega stars in my book. I mean, who hasn't thrown for 280 and three touchdowns and then ran one? And a rushing touchdown. That. And a rushing touchdown. Do do not sell the man short. Desmond Ritter, honestly, he has to spend his time mixing the Gatorade, I believe, for this team. While Marcus Mariota is keeping every game to within one score and winning half of them. So there you go. See, I just yeah. don't necessarily attribute that to Mariota. I attribute that to the teams that we thought were going to be good just aren't that great. Um, I mean, we saw Tampa Bay like just get clobbered by Brent, what? Pittsburgh. Next, next thing you're going to tell me that the Giants aren't that good because the Packers aren't good. That good. That can't be right. That can't I mean, be right. I mean, Dallas beat the Giants, so you know, you know where they stand with me. But um, I just, I really do think that Ritter, especially for fantasy purposes has a offers a much higher ceiling for those weapons, those skill position weapons that we need from the Falcons. Um, I'm happy for him. Like they're winning. They're 
they're doing great, sweetie. Like insert that meme. <laughs> doing great, sweetie. Um, but I just I don't think that Mariota is the answer long term. Yeah, and the the thing is, they don't give a shit about fantasy, and so I mean, why would they? But they have made it clear. Yeah, and it's so and you, the thing is, it's not even. You guys like don't think. Run. You guys don't think Marcus Mariota is Kurt Warner. No. No, Fran, he's Fran like, Tarkenton. No, he's like Rick Meyer. He's like Dave Craig. I'm Dave throwing Craig, out old Dave Seahawks Craig threw up some numbers though. Well, yeah, in like let the record let the record show. Dave Craig, he's got some attempts records. He's up well, there. here's what I can say: when Michael Pruitt, who just came off the practice squad, gets the touchdown and the end zone look over Kyle Pitts, I mean. It's not only Mariota, but it's the coaching. It's just the entire offensive scheme that has a little bug in it. And I cannot be fully on board with these random people getting touchdowns. It's like Tyler Huntley two weeks ago. Whatever they're doing with their offense, they're getting away with it because they're putting these no names in who opposing defenses haven't schemed for. And we keep letting him get away with it. And guess I, how many, I guess how many I routes really Michael do. Pruitt. Guess I how many routes that, Michael Pruitt ran. I don't want to know because it's disgusting. Take a guess. It, <laughs> it's five. One. Less. It's one. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> they keep throwing these people in here. Who but what if he's the most efficient tight end that there's ever been? What do well, the Falcons know about efficiency? Look at their running backs. What if he's the best? What if he's the best tight end since Mike Vrabel? It's a little early for Christmas, but what if his butts were candies and nuts? I don't care <laughs> okay, if he's the best you know, tight end since like Joseph Fourier. <laughs> Just every every reception is a touchdown. Yeah, that's the Michael Pruitt. Like my, like the peak Michael Pruitt is like peak Joseph Fourier. Michael Pruitt, you can you can chalk that one up as the same thing as like when a they do like a tackle eligible touchdown. It's Pretty much, thing. yeah. It's the same thing. So I wouldn't worry about it. It's Arthur Smith. He's our enemy now. I can't wait till like Felipe Frank scores a touchdown next week. You're right, Britt. As fantasy analysts, we don't like players. We don't like guys like that. We want we want coaches that use the same guys every single snap. Ron Rivera, Sean McVay. Like, th- those are the guys we want. Same 11 dudes. Yep. They would use 10 if they could. That's what I want yeah. for fantasy. It's football. just disgusting. I want to punch Arthur Smith in the in the... Yeah, you guys get it. Right, yes. this Michael Pruitt? <laughs> yeah, dude. So frustrating. Is there somebody else you want to punch in the uh, the Michael Pruitt here uh, with your uh, thing that nobody could predict? Brett? Yeah, Russell Wilson. <laughs> Who would have thought that the Broncos would be a complete dumpster fire? Like, that's why they're getting so many primetime games because everyone thought that the Broncos were just going to be this high powered offense. Like it's the best quarterback that Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton have ever played with. Like they've got Javante, like Nathaniel Hackett's coming over. They literally rank last, last in points per game, completely dead freaking last. And that game that we saw on Monday like was pulling teeth. I was so thankful that they muffed the punt so that that game was mercifully ended. Beginning but you have so many good weapons. Like this isn't an excuse for poor play. 
And I don't know if it's because of Russell Wilson's lat, if that was an undiagnosed injury that happened earlier. Um, now they're saying his hamstring, which just seems like another little bit of an excuse to me, or if it's Nathaniel Hackett's piss poor play calling, or if it's a combo of all three, I think it's a combo of all three, but nobody in the world would have predicted that the Broncos would look like total freaking dog shit. And I hate it. As the internet's proven, I mean, there's an unlimited number of clips that prove that Russell Wilson's a dork. And uh, but you can be dorky and still be good at stuff. Look at Kirk Cousins. Can't be cool though. Well, you can't be cool, but you can still get fantasy points. I'm just saying. Can't be as cool as Coop in his shades. First of all, just saying, dude, (laughs) if you wanna like what's the point of even being an NFL quarterback if you're not gonna be cool? You know? Like just be an astronaut or something instead. And the thing is, when you <laughs> if you're gonna be a dork and try and be cool, be an astronaut. But like I just look at it, and I'm like, maybe he was a product of the system, a system that now Geno Smith is running, and besides this past week, has been amazing. You know, sometimes that happens. It's it's the way of the way of the world. So yep. we'll have to see if they can if he can bounce back, but it would be really interesting. And painful for our friend Linda Godfrey if they, you know, spent all that money on what amounts to a system quarterback. Yep, 100%. But you know what? And let's dive right into the strategy session here because I'm going to give the player or situation that we are excited to see in week seven. The one guy, the best quarterback that he's ever played with was is Russell Wilson. And we saw that Greg... Dulcich. Yeah! Oh my God! Look at that hair! Oh my God! Oh my God! It's so beautiful. Oh my God! It was so beautiful to see Greg Dulcich turn Eric Saubert into dust, to turn Eric Tomlinson back from the bell of the ball to a pumpkin out on blocking. Uh, blocking snaps pretty much primarily, except for like one random catch. Albert Kui Boonham was a healthy scratch. So as soon as that happened, as soon as I saw Albert O on the inactives list when I was working and doing, putting the inactives up on fantasy alarm uh, before Monday night football, it was Greg Dulcich season. And not only that, but the fact that he caught the first touchdown the mania is running wild. He ran 79% of routes in his first NFL game. Like, I know we're all caught up in the allure of rookie fever, but the fact that he was able to do that on his first in his first NFL game, the fact that, that Denver was able to just give this guy uh, basically a fantasy starter share of routes like right off the rip uh, is incredibly encouraging. I mean, Denver Broncos need a shot in the arm more than ever, and I think Dulcich might might at least be in the conversation to add to the Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and, um, you know, talk about the running backs. I'd rather not, but um, yeah, I am very much in on Dulcich and I think he, uh, you know, you look, you look at the banner that we put up, uh, flip the slate for the tight ends. We finally got somebody to at least pop the top off. I mean, his ADOT, uh, his 12 yard ADOT, 
uh, was right up there uh, with the season long averages for like Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts and Mark Andrews. So um, he's, I don't think he's going to be like this one to, you know, catch a pass in short and just fall down like the Jason Wittens that we all know and love and, you know, turn into dust. But I'm fully in on the Greg Dulcich experience. How about you guys? Yeah, he know. wasn't. He was sorry, Coop. I've got I've got some stuff to say. I about actually Dulcich. I actually just said everything I need to say. Bet on it. Bet on it. Um, so I love Dulcich coming out of UCLA. You know, Chip Kelly really loves to utilize his tight ends, but it was how Dulcich just kind of ended up being even better than the wide receivers in that system. He had 17.3 yards per catch. Um, he had over 700 yards on 42 catches in only 11 games. Like I knew that this guy was going to be special. I knew as soon as they traded away Noah Fant that Albert O was not going to be the answer because as an SEC fan, I've watched Albert O at Missouri. He's not that explosive, long dot tight end. And so when they drafted Dulcich, I've just been waiting and biding my time and I knew that this was eventually going to happen. And it was funny. Sellers came home and he was building lineups. And I was I popped into the office and I was like, hey, bro, Dulcich, $200. Have to have him in your lineup. And he's like, wait, what? He's have activated? To. He's like, he's activated? And I was like, yes. All your lineups, Dulcich. And then as soon as he scored that first touchdown, I was like, it's on, baby. Let's go. And he go. almost had a second. He almost did. Yeah, I mean, Dulcich went to him, went to him with to be, one. They had one chance, right, for the half. Yep, yeah. Dulcich is going to be a very big part of this pass catching core for a long time. If Russell Wilson can get his stuff together, then I'm incredibly in on Dulcich at all levels. Yeah, I don't need to add much more than that. You can check my Twitter, Reddit, Fantasy Alarm. Been in on Dulcich, Dulcich in writing, in full. It's already written down, so go check that out. Yep. Check those never, receipts. Never yeah, blocked yeah. a luck, day in his damn finding. life either, and he didn't in week six. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, search search the last time I tweeted the name Albert Aqua Buddha and Greg Dulcich in a tweet together and see what that looks like. <laughs> see what that looks like. Suck Don't. on that for a while. Um, uh, yeah, uh, whoever wants to go next, uh, your player situation you're excited for. Week yeah, we're excited seven. to see, dude. I mean, like. It's hard as a Patriots fan. It's hard not to be excited to see another good matchup for Bailey Zappi just to keep the hype going. Because like on one one hand, like every show I do, the morning show with uh, Mr. JL in the chat, like I keep the hype rolling for Bailey Zappi. Like, cause you never know. You really don't. You know, what I mean, like a lot. There's a lot of third and fourth round pick quarterbacks. His best quarterback all time, sixth round pick. But you know, like Dak Prescott's third round pick. Um, he was fourth. Fourth round pick, yeah, like just like Bailey Zappi, probably you know not as good as Bailey Zappi, but still a fourth round pick. Shut it. So Shut you it. know, <laughs> you never you never know what you're going to get with these guys, and you know he gets another good matchup. So I'm excited to see what he could do if he can if he can. It'd be nice to see him really pile one on. I know 29 nothing versus the Lions, pretty awesome. But if him and Tyquan Thornton get it rolling, it'd be pretty cool. And then you'd have a real competition. Have Mac Jones really have to step up to get his job back. The only thing better than one really good quarterback is having two. So I'm excited to see what that looks like this week. Monday night, dude, I'm probably the only person excited for Monday night football in the world. Even Bears fans are not excited, but I am. 
Well, if you guys read my hot takes article over on Fantasy Alarm, you know, these are the spiciest of spicy takes, but I wrote this week that I think that Zappy should start over Mac Jones because it seemed so far this season that Mac Jones has been more of a game manager, that the Patriots offense doesn't really have any kind of identity. And Zappy's given that to them. And it's pretty damn exciting to see what he's brought to this table. So I'm a hundred percent on board with you, Coop. Yeah, if you want to, so Bishop Scamper says Bailey or Dakota to start a franchise. If you want to use Dak's real name, it's actually not Dakota. It's, it's Rain. Rain. His middle name's Dakota. But if it's Bailey or Rain in this case, dude, can you really pick the guy named Rain? Hard to say. I would yeah. love some rain right now. Especially yeah. after the fire. But if you had to pick the best name, it's Cooper. Cooper Rush. I guarantee you Aaron Rodgers has gotten some ayahuasca from either a Bailey or Dakota in his life. I almost guarantee it. Almost exclusively from Bailey's and Dakota's, I would imagine. You would think. I mean, yeah. And I'll just uh, sneak these questions in real quick. Just traded away Stevenson and Pickens for Mike Evans. W or L for me. I'd say it's about even, honestly. I mean, if you need the wide receivers... Like I'm fine with Evans and kind of hit me because Damian Harris is going to be back. Like, and right. he's not, I don't think he's going away. So, I mean, I think, you know, Stevenson's going to be probably more of the, where we saw the Javante Melvin Gordon split before Javante got hurt. So I think that's a, I think it's a W if you needed the receiver. I'm always in on trading out expiring assets. If you can trade like, so Stevenson, if you think that Damian Harris is going to come back, trade him. If you think Eli Mitchell is going to come back, trade Jeff Wilson. If you think DJ Chark and Jamison Williams are going to be a problem, trade Josh Reynolds. Like, take these expiring assets and cash them out. We're trying to win a championship. Focus on, if you think you're going to make the playoffs, trade those expiring assets now. Now's the time. Zach Ertz, Gerald Everett, if you have to do it, do it. Well, and the thing about Mike Evans, too, is that he almost retains independent value because he is such a heavy heavily utilized red zone target for Tom Brady. So I think that gives him a little bit more upside than just the pure volume alone. So in that situation, like I really, I like Mike Evans. So the yeah, other thing I, I think you the other thing that, I dude. like about the other thing I like about Mike Evans is that he's big and strong and awesome at football. Yeah. He played for Texas A&M and completely obliterated our secondary for years and years and years when I was in school. So yeah. I can say that firsthand. <laughs> so you've seen it. You see what I've I'm talking seen about. It. And he's once again oh. on pace, even missing a game due to an unjustified suspension. I guess leaving the bench to to scrap with people is justified, but still, he's Connor on pace Rain for a thousand yards. Connor Rain Dakota or Bailey Michael? Uh, can I throw a third one into the name? Uh, Axel Bryan. Axel, dude, a little Axel Hoyer. Is that Axel Hoyer, dude? That is, up there? yeah. Right. Like, come on. I mean, that's a, that's a trio. I will just say that Dak played, you know, the entire four years at Mississippi State. He actually won them some games that they should not have won in a terrible program in the arguably toughest division in college football or conference in, in college football. Was that football, the leaders so. or the legends conference? Stop it. I'm just By saying. By the way, you scampers, you know better than to ask this. You know better. How dare you? No tender tonight. 
fact that I know cat treats is no tuna. All right, let's. No we got to move on. Next topic. We got to. We got. We got to ride through this puppy. We do. We had a, um, we had a uh, electrical fire scare, so we're behind schedule. We are behind schedule. Um, Britt, did you want to add anything more about uh, Dak Prescott? I know. Uh, um, I'm super excited to see him back this week. Um, I think that possibly, well, likely Dallas could have won that game on Sunday night had Dak been the actual quarterback. Cooper rushes three interceptions, especially, you know, giving them positive field position, did zero favors for our defense. I think they've got a favorable matchup coming up with the Lions. Um, I think having Dak back gives an entire different dynamic to this offense, and I'm super excited to see him back. You guys know that I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. Um, I'm not aboard the Cooper Rush train. I think that Cooper Rush has done a great job being a game manager, but Dak is the guy who can actually take charge and lead those fourth quarter comebacks, really change the outcome of the game, and I'm super stoked to see him back in the lineup. Definitely all, uh, definitely all for it. By the way, slight update: uh, we did get uh, Coop. We did get Tyquan Thornton uh, for one hundred and seventy something dollars. Let's go, dude! Fired up. But the the one that we get with with uh, Jacob, I think I bid like two hundred and twenty something. We didn't get him. People be going so, crazy with their fab. Well someone, someone went hard on T squared. Can't take it with you. That's true. TT. I'm gonna call him TT Turbo. I do like that. The out, fastest, little Audi. Fastest kid ever. Yeah. You yeah. got it, dude. All right. So a player situation that we're nervous about uh, in week seven. Uh, Coop. I'm nervous for Rashad Bateman just because, like, the situation is perfect for this guy. He got hurt, which is what it is, but he didn't look amazing before he got hurt. So I'm a little nervous because when guys get hurt, they come back. That makes that if he doesn't play well, that makes for a very long season for fantasy gamers if you put him back in there. Like with DJ Moore, at least now we have a sample size where we know to not have him in our lineup. Like DJ Moore could bring great uh Rashad Bateman could bring great, great pain upon us by coming back and not playing well. So I'm pretty nervous to see if he's actually good or not. But I think he is. Uh let's see how he does with the injury. Yeah, he's been a matchup winner several weeks but a lot of that has been very touchdown dependent and then you factor in that foot injury that he's dealing with i mean i'm totally on board with that i as somebody who has a lot of uh of rashad bateman in their lineups they're gonna not like the, the whole signing deshaun jackson thing annoying that's worrying like if they thought enough to sign Deshaun freaking Jackson. Right. I, like what is happening? That's how big, like of, a loser is, how big of a loser is Will F- Will Fuller? That, yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to just say as well too is Will Full the Will Fuller experiment might be uh might be cooked. Well, I think we've talked point. about this before. Like he he's kind of associated with that same guy who has constantly been in that six degrees of separation with players who have gotten PED suspensions. And I think that people are just very wary of signing him because he's still been working with that same trainer. And so, you know, why take a chance on a guy who might possibly get popped for a PED? 
And that yeah. finger injury was pretty gnarly it too. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was disgusting. I'm waiting for the second half of this from Wendy. Uh, Cause we saw it the first time before for the Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> only, only That's mildly anti-Semitic player Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. That's anyway. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, Why? Gonna... They already have Isaiah Likely and Mark Andrews. Right. Scampers. I'm going to choose to that. Cut it out. Scam- Scampers is uh, Scampers is on one tonight. Scampers getting feisty tonight, dude. I like yeah. that. This must be I took away the tender vittles. I mean, things Scampers happen. Can, Scampers Cats got get zoomies. unruly. Scampers got the zoomies going this evening. <laughs> He's got the zoomies. Yeah, man, dude. Just Fell wait off till the windowsill. Yeah, down, no dude. shit. Fell off the windowsill. All right. Um, one player situation I'm nervous about in week seven is the Bengals. Um, the fact that they could get caught up in that cone of influence, uh, that big vortex that is the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, we know the Falcons are slow paced. They want to dictate tempo. Uh, you know, Bengals have been a little bit more pass happy. Um, certainly more expected pass rate, uh, last couple weeks, but, I mean, it seems like every single team that they play just kind of falls into that that just that swirling vortex of the Atlanta Falcons, slowing down the pace of the game. Uh, I believe they're twenty seventh in uh, pass plays per game. Uh, I'm just very wary about the Bengals even just getting out because we all thought the Forty ers were just right to to blow out the Falcons, and the complete opposite happened with that. So. Um, I mean, I do think the Bengals are a little bit better than the 49ers, but not by much. I think their offensive firepower, especially with Higgins and Chase, can dictate that. But if the Falcons are just going to run, you know, as we see, as we've seen, just run the ball 75 percent of the time, you know, at times. It's going to be hard for the Bengals to be able to string together possessions. So I am very wary about the Bengals, uh, you know, playing Atlanta this week. We know 31.3 rush attempts per game uh, kind of spells out everything you need to know for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, 32nd in dropbacks per game as well, uh, 27.7. So uh, very worried about the Bengals this week if you're looking for passing volume. I just don't know if it's going to be there unless the Bengals just go out uh, and get up like three scores, and then the Falcons are forced to to pass. So if you're they not, are forced to pass, Pitts and London, please. You're not excited for Joe Mixon? You really? mean the one giving away every snap based on his body language, Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon, this Joe Mixon? I've got a plan. Yikes. Big Big bounce back week coming for Joe Mixon. I'm saying. Well, I know, I mean, it, I know you it have almost, a lot of Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, but Mixon getting the usage. Big week. I was going to say it almost has to be a bounce back week for Mixon because Chase popped up on the injury report today. Higgins is done been on the injury report. Done I mean, been. I don't think that they're going to be at full strength. And AJ Terrell is like a beast of a corner. And so if he's on Chase at less than 100%, I mean, they're going to have to run the ball. And so I don't, you know, I have a lot personally of the Burrow Chase stacks. Like I got that shit everywhere. And I don't think that it's necessarily going to pan out this week. And I'm not excited about it, but I'm already coming to terms with it because I, I just don't think that that's something that's going to happen. Joe Mixon so far is doing his best Zeke Elliott impression. Like your least favorite RB1 
of all time. Like he will be well, an RB one. Well, considering the the utilization that he's gotten, like he should have like thirty. I believe the uh, thirty eight more fantasy points. Uh, he is minus thirty eight in fantasy points over expectation right now. Joe Joe Mixon is in my league that that counts expected fantasy points that don't materialize. He's been amazing, but it doesn't even matter because Josh Larkey and Jacob Sanderson are so far ahead of everyone else in that format. That well, you know what? You, I'll stick up. those. I'll stick those minus thirty eight points, uh, fantasy points over expectation with MVS's air yards and Cortland Sutton's air yards and. You know everything this, else. This ha- this Halloween, we could all get our Ouija boards out and just celebrate the fantasy points that that could have been. But no. Well, if we were gonna start, if we're gonna talk to the spirits of the dead, I want to at least talk to Zeke Elliott first. Hey, you dude, he, you know, you know, he will be an RB one at the end of the season. Like you, he's he's that, already creep, he's already creeping. Yeah, he will be. He will finish as an RB one. I think by so too. sheer force of will. You would just wait and see, dude. His best friend's coming back, brother. His best friend. I think Ooh, so, Grim too. Reaper? Dak Prescott is his literal best friend. <laughs> and the touchdowns are coming, my boy. There's nothing you can do about it, dude. He'll he'll finish his RB 12.5, rounded up to 12. But he will be an RB 1. <laughs> That's not how that works. That's, it is. That's not how any of this rounded works. Rounded down. Tied. 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 <laughs> yeah, he'll be tied with Jamal Williams. Um, star. Oh, my God. Jamal Williams is a megastar. Keep his name out your mouth, dude. He has the power of God and anime on his side. Britt, one player situation you're nervous about for week seven. So I'm a little worried about Patrick Mahomes going to the 49ers and dealing with their pass rush. Um, This is all contingent, obviously, on the fact that Bosa and Armstead are going to be healthy because they were held out of practice today um, or limited. But... I really do think that Patrick Mahomes is going to be pressured by that line early and often and probably throughout the entire game. And although he's great at getting off those one-handed throws or those sidearm throws, this isn't the same receiving core that he's had in the past. He basically has Travis Kelsey and then he has like whichever receiver he feels can get open. Um, San Francisco is second in the league right now in sacks per game. And I think traveling, especially off of that loss to the bills that Patrick Mahomes could be in a lot of trouble against this defensive line. I don't really know if anything or anybody other than Travis Kelsey is going to be fantasy viable in this game. Yeah. The 49ers. Well, at least for the, for the chiefs. 49ers are a pretty annoying team to play. When it comes yeah. to your quarterback, I'm, like they're letting that's out. been the story for the Chiefs anyway, is it's like Kelsey and then spin the roulette wheel and you know, whoever it yeah. lands on. It's basically we they got all these pass catchers and it's the same exact thing where it's the wheel of chance where it could be last year it was Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle. This year it's you know Joe Fortson and Ju- even Juju. I mean Juju had a pretty good game, but still and Justin Watson. And yeah. then even on the tight end side, like they're throwing to Gray, like what are what is happening here? They'll they'll make a move at some point. I think I'm feeling. Yeah, they'll they'll go get they'll go get DJ more, and then we'll all be screwed. Um, one la- okay, we'll hit these quick because I know Coop's got to go. Uh, one question we don't want answered uh, about a player situation week seven. And I'll just uh, give you mine real quick. Uh, 
I want to get. I want to know if we can get, get the old Miami Dolphins back. Uh, they're going to go up against Pittsburgh on uh, Sunday night, so uh, very excited about. You know, I know Waddles popped up on the injured uh, injury report as well with you know a little bit of practice, but I still think their full complement is going to be able to go. And you know, I just want to get back to the good times, the week one, the week two Miami Dolphins. Like, just let's get that back. That's much Tar- to ask. Tar- Tar- I need the color of this background in honor of the Miami Dolphins, obviously. It's nice. Tyreek Hill leading the league in yards still. So he's still good. Two is good. I think they're going to be fine. Yeah. So they run into Bailey Zappi. I think Tua coming back is definitely better for Waddle. Um, I wrote about it on Fantasy Alarm after Tua got hurt that the West Coast style of offense that they run even with Teddy Bridgewater is highly based on the yards after catch. And that's where Tyreek Hill thrives now for Gusecki and Waddle, not so much. So I definitely am interested to see if they can get back to that high producing high octane um, fantasy production. For sure. Uh, Coop, what about you? One uh, question you want answered. One of the best wide receivers in the entire league coming back this week for his first game and He's coming off suspension, so it's not like he's hurt or anything. It's going to be brand new offense. He adds an element that they didn't have before. DeAndre Hopkins is back. So interested to see what happens with this offense. If Zachers is still getting the red zone, end zone targets. Uh, and just keep in mind that if it does look ugly for Zacherts now, it only gets worse when Marquise Brown gets back. So just brand new offense we're looking at. We have to take a step back and assess who does what. For sure. And uh, Britt, what about you? So I hate saying this, but I have to know if James Robinson is dust. Because after week three, his snap share went from 58% to 47, 40, and 43. His yards per attempt has gone in the toilet. Um, Travis Etienne is definitely making an emergence and making a push to be that RB1 in Jacksonville's offense. And, you know, maybe we were a little too premature about saying that uh, James Robinson is back. So I need to see if this changes um, after this week. If it doesn't get any better, I'm pretty much going to have to relegate him to a straight up RB2. You know what we like, need to see? We need to see another positive game script for this team to see if, yeah. it, if we can get James Robinson back on that side. If they win the game and it's a Travis Etienne game, James Robinson is done. Because he's yep. he he's the positive game script back. But if they do, they're they're, you know, it's a they're a home team and they're getting three points. It's minus three, which says it's kind of even. But I want to see them win. I want to see if it's Robinson or Etienne because that'll give us a lot of answers. But you're right, Brett. Not as good as we thought, huh? Yeah, sucks. Yeah, James Robinson expired. 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 Yeah, maybe we were just a little too premature on the. Hey, you're back from the Achilles. You're a superhuman because his yards per carry since week four, 363, 2.7. And then last week, he actually had a 4.5, but he only got 12 carries. Yeah. So and it's okay. You'll just run Jermichael Hasty out there and let him oh get Oh my God. Yards. That was the but most infuriating thing. Nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants nobody that. Wants that. Um, and nobody wants us to leave, but unfortunately, uh, Coop Sorry. has handcuffed us. Uh, he is holding us hostage. Uh, Very speaking of held hostage, never mind. I will not do that to the 
uh, new blushing bride, Kate Rose Cooper. I got you guys. I'll not do that. I'll be nice. Got Um, you guys finger trapped. Finger trapped. (laughs) Did you do that to her? I really, truly should have. I did. I totally (laughs) feel like you're it. Finger would consummate this, 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 these nuptials with a finger trap. The trappings of the finger trapping, as is tradition. That would have been the best thing ever. (laughs) I tried. I tried. All right, we gotta hop on out here. Uh, Like this video so uh, Britt can fix her wires. Uh, That would be nice, please. Um, Yeah, no more fires. Yeah, no Fix more fires. My wires, no more my, fires. My kids don't want to eat ketchup, uh, you know, mm-hmm. out of the packets. Uh, they don't want to do that. Uh, Coop is going to, I believe, uh, Abu Dhabi, right? Europe, yeah. Antarctica. And then, we're doing Abu Dhabi, the Antarctica. We're going to the moon. Just want to check to make sure that American flag <laughs> looking spiffy. Yeah, we'll pop in the moon, dude. Re up on the American flag, you know, got a flag on Wakanda. the Wakanda. God bless. Make sure that it's there. Mm-hmm. You gotta drive, you gotta drive, do the uh, the the bus tour of Wakanda, right? Yeah, of course. You gotta do it quick, a quick drive through. Not super safe. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen the second episode, so I don't know if it's safe or not. The the sequel, but well, this say is forever, so I figured it's gonna, it should be there. Seems a little dangerous, based on the based on the previews. So you know, we'll just put on through. some, put on put on a long sleeve tee. You'll be good. Um, <laughs> Of course. Uh, All right. We got to get out of here. Of course, Uh, like this video, subscribe because you like us or something and uh, help us feed our kids, help uh, Brit fix her wires. We will be back next week. Uh, Coop, enjoy your uh, honeymoon, my good sir. Yeah. And uh, I believe I have one last thing to say for everybody. Before actually, before I do that next week, taking taking Andrew Cooper's chair will be none other. Than Howard Bender. So that'll be a lot of fun. You know, I'm actually yes. going to be here next week, right? Is it next? Is it next week? Uh, I'm here. You next are going to be here next week. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. Yes. We can talk about Absolutely. that. Unless later. you already have Howard. Unless you already have Howard on. Then I'll no, Bender. No, no. It's the four of us then. Hell yeah. We're, yeah. Right. We're I'll, I'll be here. I'll be gone for the second of next month. And the well, first. That's three what happens weeks. when you like don't text us back for like six hours. Well, you know, I got stuff going on. <laughs> text messages you kidding me all right we're out uh wendy says have a great time coop and mrs coop uh apparently that's like two weeks from now so write us a detailed schedule coop we'll be out and of course coop toodles